This is Minnesota Native News. I'm Marie Rock. This week on Minnesota Native News, hard work is underway to address the housing crisis and the wild rice harvest begins. A tent camp near Hiawatha and Cedar Avenues has been growing all summer and drawing lots of media attention and community response. Now urban Indian leaders and public agencies are providing toilets and fresh water and trying to find people homes. But homelessness and housing insecurity has been part of Native life in Minnesota for decades. Lori Stern reports on two efforts to make a long-term change. Last winter, we reported that the Minnesota Indian Women's Resource Center, MIWRC, might take over Kateri residents. Kateri was the only long-term housing available to help Native women reunite with children in the child protection system. But Kateri closed in June. Patina Park is executive director of MIWRC. The kids can't be placed with them until they have housing, but they really can't get the housing until the children are with them. Park calls the housing voucher requirements a catch-22 that makes family housing nearly impossible for women with children in the system. So if the child's in out-of-home placement, the parent may complete CD treatment, may complete the mental health assessment, do therapy, might be doing all of the things they need to in order Um, to get their child reunified, but they can't find safe and suitable housing. And safe and suitable housing is always an element of the case plan. Park says that Kateri served a vital function that gave families time and a place to stabilize. But the old building needed even more repairs than she thought it would. So she and the MIWRC board are deciding whether those repairs are worth making. MIWRC, we remain committed to restarting that programming as soon as we possibly can, either there or continually raising money to go ahead and purchase a new place or to build something uh, because it's so vital. Park says she and St. Stephen's, the building's owner, did find housing for most of the former residents, but that at least one woman who used to live at Kateri is now living at the tent camp. Plans for much-needed housing are also underway on University Avenue in St. Paul. A new 42-unit supportive shelter for American Indians age 18 to 24 is scheduled to start construction next month and open in about a year. One of the forces behind it is Anda Young, the nonprofit that helps to strengthen Native families with an emphasis on youth. Executive Director Deb Foster explains the culture has been deliberately destroyed since colonization. The youth that walk through our doors now are being raised by these parents and these grandparents who were in boarding schools and were stripped of their identity and language and traditions and beliefs and everything. Foster says the new shelter will help Native youth who have aged out of foster care. They'll learn job skills, get counseling, and gather with others for ceremony. The new center will be called Mano Askianda Young, Good New Home in Ojibwe. For Minnesota Native News, I'm Lori Stern. Finally, the season for wild rice is nearing peak time. In the canoe is Jeff Savage, artist and director of the Fond du Lac Cultural Center. They'll take their unfinished wild rice and sell it to the reservation who will get it finished into the finished product. And then that's distributed out to band members and uh, programs and ceremonies for the whole next year. 
only American Indians may take wild rice from the waters within the original boundaries of the White Earth, Leech Lake, Net Lake, Vermilion Lake, Grand Portage, Fond du Lac, and Mille Lacs reservations. Most tribal websites will have updates on conditions. Darren Vote with the 1854 Treaty Authority says conditions this year are just so-so. Across um, the 1854 ceded territory, which is northeastern Minnesota, I would say the rice is a below average year this season. Um, some areas got hit by some large rain events early in the season, which seemed to really impact the wild rice, and so it's kind of hit and miss this year. Updates are available on the website, www.1854treatyauthority.org. This is Minnesota Native News. Minnesota Native News is produced by Ampers, diverse radio for Minnesota's communities, made possible by funding from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund and the citizens of Minnesota. (laughs) 